beautiful, what day is it? 20, 26. Yes. May 26, 2022. I'm, I'm good with the dates. Yeah. This, this, this week is flying. This year is flying. I, uh, May is almost done. And, and I mean, and, hey, and that don't, I mean, May. Yeah, may. in your face <laughs> and then of course we have really exciting stuff coming out this weekend we have obi-wan tomorrow stranger things and then of course uh fantastic beasts if you guys are okay following the Harry so, Potter stuff, um right? obi obi-wan or Obi-Wan. or uh stranger things what, what are you jumping on first honestly i i, I kind of want to see stranger things i i'm a big fan of how Feeling obi-wan's that, gonna be yeah. i i it's been too i've been waiting since the beginning of the pandemic for this Okay, it was they started the production, the pandemic shut it down. There was a whole bunch of kind of thing going back and forth. So I want to know what what's going on with Eleven. I want to know how the story and then I'm also kind of torn that that Netflix is clickbaiting us with this whole half of the season. Yeah, the whole premise of Netflix is the whole thing to binge like letting us carry to july it's it's making me really anxious i'm with you because like i'm anxiously excited i I, i'm not we know the show's done we're gonna do this i'm like oh i really hope this is good and i really hope they can find a way to kind of bring it just a little bit bit back more to uh to horror yeah kind of like the first season was eerie Mm -hmm. and dark like a lot of shock and awe kind of thing yeah yeah so so from, from season one to season two it's almost like you went from alien to aliens right and now season three became more science fiction-y and otherworldly. And I kind of hope that we can find some way of bringing Stranger Things back to its core, like, horror yep. roots. Um, I'm very anxious. I, I mean, I think that, like, Obi-Wan looks great. Um, oh, absolutely. Bringing back and, and, McGregor looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, I gotta say, I'm gonna be real disappointed if we spend another significant chunk of, of Disney television on Tatooine. <laughs> oh man, that would be messed up if the whole season is on tattoo. I know, I actually not the whole season, right but there. if it's like, oh, yeah, like old a, man Obi Wan is looking back at his life before he goes off with so, Luke. There, there's been, yeah, the the trailer and the teasers um, have been a little bit confusing. I mean, obviously, it sounds like it doesn't look like everything is on tattoo, but it there is a development. There's a, this is a this is a character story. This is really going back into his background a little bit. Yeah, obviously more and then filling in. A, a, obviously, oh, the a, timing a, is a perfect big, for it. I'm totally yeah, yeah. on board the cast. I mean, Disney's yeah. actually been putting that stuff together really well. It's just I'm, from yeah. Mandalorian to Book of Boba Fett to now Obi Wan Kenobi, and where we know the Obi Wan Kenobi story ends up. I yeah. just feel like there's a whole universe of things you can go and do. We don't need to go back to the desert planet. I oh, <laughs> it'll yeah. be like a lot of a lot of cloaking it. No, um and speaking of which, uh <laughs> Boba Fett season three has been confirmed for twenty twenty three. So that's gonna be coming Yeesh. out. So yeah, uh, that's a lot. I, I will say Disney has been one of my favorite subscriptions to date. Like I have yeah, Disney Plus a lot of the, doing well. Disney Plus has been doing really good because I can watch it and enjoy some content. Um, Omar can watch it and you know they're starting to kind of go I thought they were going to be you know, very risque with the whole you know Moon Knight and keeping the the whole how how gory the thing the show not gory very mildly you know uh, uh, showing us a little bit of blood here and there and then it looks like they're going to be going in there and deleting that but either way I I like the cinematic universe and what they're doing in the D- building Disney needs to you know excrete or get off the pot um like for example, we we um just on a whim, we were getting a little burnt out on the Marvel TV shows. I still haven't really gone through any of Hawkeye. That just feels like homework. It's not really my jam. I I, I know it's, there's it's bits in of, there. 
it, I'm yeah, sorry, it's fine. A, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, great. Yeah, I'm never going to yeah. watch it. Because while we were just kind of... Loki you know, was way better. Let's just say that. Loki yeah, was right. Loki was like the best season of Doctor Who we've had in years. It Absolutely. was it was excellent. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But we were just kind of messing around with Disney Plus, and you're like, ah, Jessica Jones, let's put that back on. And we watched the entire season of Jessica Jones, like, Jones. binged it hard. Yep. And just like, how good that season of television was. And you're like, Disney... If if you just build the better parental controls and you've got the ratings, there's could, nothing yeah. holding you back from really doing this kind of content. Yeah, Th- yeah. This notion like, oh no, Moon Knight might be too spicy. Go and watch a couple seasons of Punisher. Like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Ooh, I forgot about sometimes the, yeah, Pun- you see Pun- some Punisher's people even. like like bleed a little when they get punched in the face, and you're I, like, I mean, sometimes oh, you man. see it, yeah. I know it, it's it's one of those. I I mean, I, it's interesting. It's funny how they, they they would go back there and erase certain things. But um, the the care. I mean, the MCU is obviously a big part of why I like Disney. This is kind of like what I watch when I get on it. But I also do catch some of the older shows. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Simpsons is there. All of it. If you want to binge the entire, yeah. you know, Simpson universe, not so, just. Yeah, the I, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I've been doing really well with Disney Plus. But I yeah. feel it's a little silly to sit there and like clutch pearls. Some of these characters might be a little naughty in PG-13. <laughs> and you're like, no, yeah, sure. Yeah. But if you're going to own this stuff, you might as well I, own it. If you're going to be yeah. the keeper of Marvel, that means Marvel Knights. That means characters like Punisher. That means characters like Moon Knight. That means like you're going to do it. Go do it. Yep. And it's okay. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of desperate for it because like by – by doing a character like Punisher or Moon Knight properly, mm-hmm. that gives you the outlet where you don't need to make other characters darker. You know, like, I think that's the problem with DC is they, they learned the wrong lesson from Batman and now Superman needs to be dark and edgy darker. and emo. Well, no, he shouldn't be that. He should never represent that. So, so no. if you have the little dark niche you'll satisfy all of the overgrown man babies that need <laughs> i mean my comics to be gory and violent and more realistic i need Great. them to Moon speak Knight. very low like this all the time <laughs> pass the popcorn yeah no i know Swelled me you know like great go 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 over there go, go find that pocket and and enjoy yep. it but if you need to do ms marvel you need to do big stretchy Ms. Marvel, and you need to get that right. Oh, so, so anyway, yeah, I, absolutely. Ms. Marvel, that that to me was also a very um, it, it it touches me in a different way, in many different ways. Actually, obviously, being a a Muslim character that is actually a superhero, that's a big, big, big win. And also with Moon Knight, which I think a lot of at the beginning, I didn't realize a lot that they were gonna sh- they were gonna showcase a lot of the Egyptian part. I mean, obviously, yeah. the whole story of Moon Knight kind of levers it, but yeah. then, you know, going back to Egypt, uh, bringing in the uh, you know the the um, there was that one scene in the show where there was a girl. She said, "Are you Egyptian?" And she's like, "Yes." And she was like ecstatic. Yeah, Marie, she's Marie like, that too. She she's like, like oh, "We're an Egyptian superhero, oh, like a woman." A I'm like, deal. "Yes, it happens." Um, those little things to me are symbolic, but also they hold a very special place. And the director obviously was also Arabic, so there's a whole bunch of things going on in there. Um, I. The reason why I was kind of like bringing it up because it just seems like the, I mean even though this is going to be a holiday weekend so for you, for for most of you guys if you live in the U.S. Uh, Monday is a holiday for us so obviously it's a three day weekend many people like to relax but there's a lot of like heavy hitters co- coming in and HBO if you have HBO Max uh, Fantastic Beast uh, I think was it the, the last chapter with Dumbledore yeah. 
it's releasing on the same day. Sure. So we get to watch it at home at the same day as opposed to the theater. Not that like if you don't want to go pay for it, but so there's a whole bunch of things to watch. Um, but Stranger Things for me is I feel like is a good sit down because Obi Wan's going to be on one episode. They're going to give you one episode, and you're going to be left on a cliffhanger or whatever. If if we're lucky, maybe two. But at least with Stranger Things, you have at least five or six episodes that you can kind of go through and seriously try to figure out like where things are and reconnect the dots to this two years ago thing that you were watching, yeah. and then also disconnect the fact that the kids look way older than they were supposed right. to be in a continuation try right? to digitally de-age them or something I don't, or or i'm thinking of like some of them i don't i don't i think they most oh them... snap that's right what uh what you look at uh bob's burgers movie this weekend bob's burgers coming out there's a new movie for Oh my! Okay, so there's a lot of things to watch. There's a lot to do, but this you know what? Can... I mean, uh, well, first of all, everybody, welcome to the best of oh yeah, uh, what, best uh, of our there. week. We <laughs> we talk about the the best stuff of our week because I was also planning on this weekend being a little gaming time. Mm. Yeah, I know. Grown up, I get more, precious but, yeah. little time to to do the gaming and stuff, and uh, definitely have some thoughts. What on, do you on gaming on? The games. Uh, where? What do you yeah. do the gaming on? Yeah. That'll be the that'll be fun. We got um, we got a so, few we got a few gaming things that we can chat out about, and then also, I mean, you spent some time with just a tank of a laptop and so, some other fun stuff. I mean, yeah. there's, there's this there's this really interesting uh, addition to your microphone. That uh, yeah, uh, he's my new little buddy. He's going to be hosting the show, and I also got a new shirt. So for everybody kind of watching it, we're rebranding the entire system here. So this whole sure. office is going to be rebranded Naruto. Uh, and of course, the whole you know Sasuke, everybody on Take the show. Take that, Dragon Ball! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Goku. Sh- no, uh, it was. You a couldn't surprise. even finish it. You were about to go like I Goku can't. Shmoku, I, I, and then you, I can't, your I mouth can't. literally stopped you. I, 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 I can't. I, <laughs> I can't. I can't. No. So don't get me wrong. Big fan of Goku. Lo- I mean, obviously, as you guys know, years and years of dedication to that. Naruto as a show has been is is also a very fun show. My son actually is a very big fan of Naruto, and this is his toy. This is actually not mine. But um, when I found out that I'm getting the the Naruto phone, which not only just the fact that it is a regular cool hey. phone, but it's also Ninja Scroll. Like who do, I mean, unboxing a phone like this? It, you want to just keep unboxing it, and it actually unfolds it's not just a small piece mm-hmm. it actually is a scroll i mean there's nothing on it but it's a scroll <laughs> it actually is a scroll <laughs> no, i can you, dedicate some stuff so you can write your own story yes I, <laughs> you can you can fill it with the, the memories of your indigenous it is absolutely cool and the phone looks absolutely crazy but honestly I was telling I was so Juan and I were talking right before the show started and I said honestly the Naruto part of this the theming the unboxing the amazing unboxing I mean customization down even to the sim tray removal tool that actually has the the Naruto symbol on um, <laughs> from his from his uh, headpiece it actually runs something that you and I have been wanting to get in kind of like a little bit of checking out some hardware. This runs the MediaTek 8100. This runs a chipset that we typically will never see on the uh, you know in the west or outside of china because for the most part higher end chipsets from from mediatek have been for the most part used only in china so we have we know the oppo has it haven't been able to get my hands on that interesting those divisions where it's a weird yeah line in that won't make it to more western markets and Hmm. and i'm I'm hoping okay so we obviously know that the 1200 dimensity 1200 dimensity 1100 have been making making it out so it's not like we don't get any dimensities but it's been limited to mid-rangers and 
They perform well. They're great press, uh, processors. But, you know, MediaTek keeps releasing new, more powerful. We have obviously, you know, the 8100. That's a really good processor. We have the 9000. That's already, you know, head-to-head kind of very good competitor on paper. And I say on paper because I haven't been able to test it. I haven't been able to check sure. it out. So it, long story short, it's exciting that it's a very nice customized phone. It's a great, you know, uh, theming, theme phone. A lot of great detail. Charges really crazy fast, 150 watt. But it runs the Dimensity 8100. So for me... It's a win. It's a very, very nice phone um, and really easy to install Google Play services. So that was a surprise. So I I stayed up really late to make sure that video went up live on time um, last night. So I'm a little tired, but I'm okay. I should be able to get through this. I could do this. So um, so that was that was the big part on my side. And then, as you mentioned, there was the tank of a laptop. But we, you know, that that's. I I, I felt terrible. The, The folks at Panasonic reached out and I was like, I absolutely want to play with that laptop i am swamped right now i shot five videos today and wrote scripts for three more oh crap I'm oh, wow. way i mean it's good behind. well i mean yeah so, i mean there was obviously some I, things going on and yeah i'm hoping they'll they'll keep a loaner handy and that maybe like maybe after father's day yeah. i can do a laptop for dads kind of a video <laughs> or something like it it's a tank of so it, it's such a monster and i love it is a monster it, it's a lot of updates um and we got a chance to check out the earlier i mean we've we've seen the earlier generation of this version <laughs> uh it's ruggedized ip66 it's it's literally meant to take a kick in and so as i did my video and i did drop it in the middle in my video once and i and and it's like i my heart still falls okay don't get me wrong I, I not that i don't have it in me to be able to basically test something i don't like purposely trying to damage something or try to see if something is going to break if i throw it it's an almost eight pound laptop right and throwing it four feet down is one thing throwing it like the way i did it in that little short that i did on instagram well, i didn't realize how far is it and and you could hear it like you, the, the audio was there it was like oh, yeah. I'm like, oh crap! Did I break? Live a big old dent in your yard. You're gonna have to yeah, get it resawed. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! You're gonna go in there. It's like, what happened? Yes, it's permanently part of the yard now. Thank you. And then, uh, and then, of course, I had my wife helping me up a little bit. And then I asked her to turn on the water, and I didn't think she was gonna shoot, go at it. Like, okay, now I'm just making sure every key is covered. Uh, I was like, like, that's too if, much water. If, if you're gonna ask me to help, I'm gonna do it. And yeah. If you and she, if you didn't really want me to go for it, then you won't ask you, me to help ever again. It was exactly her rationale. She's like, you asked me to shoot water <laughs> at it. I mean, I just did exactly what you told me. It's like a Sony. You know, I want to play this right? game at this frame rate. She did it, and then. Uh, I'm of course, everything exactly was fine. What you asked me to do. <laughs> and then I had to you know, jump the water back. That was also another thing that was uh, a little bit of a nice little surprise that kind of, you know, dropped in my lap. So uh, those were a couple of things that I got a chance to put out a video, of course. And then yeah. my last Sony video, I know I, I missed the Xperia 4, uh, one Mark four, and it's just hmm, yeah. until September, my friend. That's all I can say. I was like, I put it back in the box last week and I was like, September. That's so- well, so um, I am going to be trying to knock out, like one of the videos I shot today was a camera comparison between the Xperia 1 Mark IV and the Vivo. And, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, it's going to be a really heavy philosophy video. Like I'm not sitting here trying to, let's take two photos of the same thing and then pixel peep to see the HDR and the colors in the pixels. Like I don't really feel like that's as instructive We've got two phones that are legitimately capturing, I think, my top picks for best professional 
mm -hmm. styles of output and they're doing it in radically different ways very so, very very so yeah. i mean they really couldn't be more different if you tried so that's really what my video is going to focus on is isn't like this one takes the better ai hdr photo and is the gooder colors like I, I really don't think that helps anyone but if you can see like there are choices and design decisions being made on this side that might appeal to you and that might fit your workflow better than if you're trying to do something on a product that has completely different has a completely different focus yep. and I, I really feel like whenever we compare cameras it gets too bogged down in i took three photo samples of selfies and like that's that's that's, that's not that that doesn't really help <laughs> The, well, like, and but but you're also putting together. Uh, it's a comparison between two, in my opinion, two Goliaths of, of devices in the yeah. in the market that they're in. You know, you're not just you know, it's like can my uh, and I, I forgot who it is today. I, I saw somebody putting a, a Pixel, not a Pixel, uh, was an A53 versus a Pixel, and and you know, and mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, comparing those two, they're not at the same. It's not the same well, uh, ballpark. It, it, you're, it's you really need to kind of look at what did the what their their the achievement and the technology that you're looking for. Both of these yeah. devices rely heavily on the user input and the mechanics of using the cameras on these devices to produce the camera, the images sure. that you're getting there. We're not talking about, you know, auto HDR, auto auto mode to heaven here. And well, you but, take but three a, pictures. I mean, a part of that is like, you know, like I've been in a few conversations recently where then someone will turn around and be like, and yeah, like those pixels. And you're like, you know what? I, 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 I think we've done a huge disservice to the different mm -hmm. flavors of cameras. Um, the number of times I've seen Android editorials from writers who should know better saying things like, yeah, well, the Pixel 6a is going to use a smaller sensor, but it doesn't really matter because we couldn't see any differences between the Pixel 5 and the Pixel 6. And you're like, if that's true, if you're really being honest there that you were looking at the camera output of a Pixel 5 or a Pixel 4 and a Pixel 6 and you couldn't see any differences... I have to assume that you're terrible at photography. Like, you know, just the, the, the hardware material and optical differences between those two, you would expect some type of photographic difference in the output. And Absolutely. it's not that hard to demonstrate. So what's wrong with you? And so whenever we, we kind of look at that kind of stuff... Um, like, I feel pixels belong in a very specific part of the conversation, but I think what they do is probably the best of its version. You know, like, yeah. I, I still feel like when it comes to, especially stills photography, Apple is desperately trying to land the ease of use that oh, yeah. we take for granted on a pixel. And maybe you don't get the bestest video, whatever that means. Um, it's still phenomenally good. And it's the easiest way I think you can get that kind of content. Then you go and flip that over and you pick up a Vivo. And mm -hmm. boy, howdy, is that fundamentally different. <laughs> like, it's again, very, it's, it is. It's, it's yeah. a completely different philosophy. The amount of and options I think that's, you have. That's what's more it's... interesting. Is I, like in our chat right now, I bet every single person here is going to have a different reaction to how a, a, a manufacturer's camera app is supposed mm -hmm. to work and that means there can't be a winner there can only be something that fits your needs and your preferences yeah. and your familiarity better and your and, taste and that's where and, i think it also has a, has a lot to do with also the taste your preferences when it comes down to how an image is processed uh the the level of saturation the, 
it it truly is it's it's basically like you know i like my coffee this way this is partially why different company give people no no that's wrong to... tk the, <laughs> the way i do my coffee is the only way to do your coffee absolutely espresso all the way but you know that's the the best way to say is you know if you don't know how to you know make coffee and you like tea that's okay too just understand to me, it's it's the beauty of the fact that we have so many options and so many selections. Yeah. But we need to educate ourselves on to what what's available. It's not just what you see in front of you. Um, there are so many options now, so much competition in that realm, and even at, at every category, we see very good and very decent experiences. Realme, for me, when we talk about devices like you know with the GT3 Neo here, they're bringing mm-hmm. the bar, their main sensor is really one of the better sensors. I mean, it is the only good camera on the phone. What, like the what best is it? Camera. What is what is it that they're using? Is it the one over one point five? Uh, I think it's the one. Over, uh, hold on, let me pull that up. It's the fifty one. Uh, I don't think it's the IMX seven sixty six on this one. They use the IMX seven sixty six on the nine Pro Plus, mm-hmm. and then they also used it on uh, the GT three. Uh, that no, the the GT two Pro that they released back at MWC. But gotcha. on this one, on the Neo, because this was the first time I got a chance to see the Neo three. At MWC, they showed us a, a, a mock-up of a phone where everything was locked up on the back. So they did a speed test for the charging. So we never got a chance to see anything else. And then the phone later on came out. And then this one is so heavily skinned. But let me see real quick. So GT3 Neo uh, cameras here. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's the beauty of it. Uh, yeah. Of course, we're going to land on GSM Marina because that's how life is. Of course, PSM Marina, first one. It's 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 like uh, it's the F one point twenty four million. Yeah, it is one one over one point five six inch. So it's actually one point five six. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a one I mean, micron. I think that's that's what's in the Honor Magic Four. The, and uh, there are a the bunch of, of like what's yeah. that? The four the pro Magic or the four? four? Pro. Yeah, because there's so, the. Um, there's a few versions of that uh, of that phone. Yeah, you got but, to see but the what pro, I mean is like yeah. that, that's become, I think, the go to. Uh, it's like it's like the really good crossover sensor. We've got mm-hmm. one over one point fives in a number of the Pocos and the Redmi's. Mm-hmm. Xiaomi has really leaned into that image sensor. It's yeah. just that tiny hair smaller than like uh, the OnePlus Nine and OnePlus Ten Pro, which mm-hmm. I believe is yeah. the one over one point four eight or something mm-hmm. like that. So again, it's 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 a a nice way to get above that half inch. It puts you in more competitive territory against uh like an iPhone Pro. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's it's been a, a great performer. It's interesting to see like what companies are kind of landing on cuz I think you get very good photographic performance out of that. But then yeah. you can always look at like, well, it doesn't take much to get you to a 1 over 1.3 like on a Pixel Six, Six yeah. <laughs> on on a Note Twenty Two, on a Vivo, on the Pro I, like all of those things, kind of it's a nice step up. <laughs> there's there's a lot some of the monster sensors. No, exactly. And but the thing to keep in mind though is with the GT Three Neo, it's not meant to be a flagship, right? It's right. meant to be more of a mid a mid ranger, you know, good. No, but that's what I mean. That sorry, yeah. that was a really rambling way of me kind of detailing though that like from. $250 to like seven or $800. We've got this one over 1.5 that is in, in striking distance optically is in striking mm-hmm. distance of like an iPhone oh. pro. Yeah. That, that, that to me is, is really kind of the, the, the critical turning point where even on some of our least expensive, nicer, 
you know, whatever you want to sell. It's a budget, premium, mid-ranger, whatever string of adjectives you want to describe for phones in two to $800 territory. Mm-hmm. Um, we're already seeing that shift over. We didn't stick around on the half-inch sensors for very long. So it's like we yeah. went to uh, the 1 over 2.55. We went to half-inch on phones like the, uh, the OnePlus 7. Okay. And then now we're aggressively pushing even larger than that on even less expensive devices moving forward. And I so think it, it's it, the it really buying. is like it, yeah. it really is on us to, to have these kinds of conversations where you say like photographically, our phones are now doing things that are very, very interesting as we look at larger than half inch type sensors as we're closing in on, you know, we're above eight millimeter film. We're closing in on 16 millimeter film on phones that are like $500. Yeah. That is, a, a significant contributing factor to the artistic expression and the artistic creation that you can achieve from an inexpensive phone. And we can't really detail that if techies can't see the difference between a Pixel 5 and a Pixel 6. Their their, their main approach is basically, you know, looking at how does it look probably on social media or something, or the yeah, basically post-process edition. processing, yeah. Exactly. And, unfortunately, they did the same thing to Apple. I remember okay. sitting in, in like Twitter spaces and listening to techies talk. Well, you know, like the image processing made the iPhone 12 Pro basically the same as the 12 Pro Max. And you're like, again, you say something like that, I have to believe you're an idiot. Like, like you're really bad at this. You're not <laughs> even, you're not even trying. You and you're, see. yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. And I think that's the one thing I've, I'm appreciating right now is the, 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 where we used to have, I mean, back in the day where a flagship used to be six to $700, I realize mm-hmm. now flagship are, are in the thousand plus, but what, what ended up happening is that the new, now the mid series processors, the, the, you know, the chipsets, as well as the, uh, the lenses, the lenses that we're able to get are so good that it really begs the question is, do we really need the flagship? Do you really need right. to step up that much higher where everything you need is actually very well, very well, you know, managed. And of course you, you're getting everything there. Now I understand the fact, obviously that the primary sensor on this is the main sensor. That's going to be the best yeah. one and everything else. I mean, we have an eight megapixel ultra wide and a two megapixel camera, a macro and a 16 selfie, but you really you should live. want to tell them like, just, just leave off the macro. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, OnePlus used to do that for, save, the while, for a while, right? the, the, the dollar camera per setup. unit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just, just get rid of it and maybe give us a headphone jack. Take the headphone <laughs> sure. jack. I would have been like, swap the macro. Is it the same price as a headphone jack? I mean, right. uh, for sure. The, the, the performances that we get in here and the fact that we're able to get, you know, these, uh, I think the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the, um, the GT2 Pro from Realme was a dual 50 megapixel camera with the microscope camera that we saw last year from the Find oh, X3 right, Pro. Right, right. So they did that nice little swap swap route. They're like, hey, you're not using this, this sensor this year because since they moved away for the on the Find X5 and they brought it down to the GT2 Pro. So for me, it's I love that whole part spinning. You know, where I was like, hey, what yeah. do we have here? Oh, you're not using it? Can I? Yes, thank you. How many of these phones are we going to make? Because I think we have enough microscope cameras to fulfill I, that demand. <laughs> I want to see more options. A lot of that people parts are That part spin is awesome. <laughs> like, do it. <laughs> v- sorry. So, I, so the thing about it is Vivo doesn't play the game between Oppo and uh, OnePlus and Realme, no. right? So they get to play around with theirs. And Vivo is basically IQ and Vivo kind of land, which is which I kind of dig the fact that they're a little bit on their own. It's not so much yeah. like you can, 
there is a lineage, but it's almost impossible to tell that FontTouch OS and ColorOS are from somewhat in the same family of a company. They're very different, but uh, I, I really dig what what, uh, what Vivo does. Seriously, the, I I want to wait. I'm waiting for you to finish all your your thing with the X80 at some point, and I want to hopefully if 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 you oh if no, you you're part definitely going to take a spin on the X80. Unfortunately, our second video is getting a little delayed on approvals. Ah, so yes. we're, we're, we're working on making sure that the information that we're depicting in the video is accurate. And so we have a little bit of a debate going on how to showcase some of the low light capabilities. Oh, so, so again, it's, it's actually kind of fun. I can't, I can't really talk too much <laughs> about the behind the scenes, but it, it is interesting from their perspective, like, well, we think that these types of uh, city street scenes are more instructive and my counter to that is you are not seeing as dramatic a difference because the normal JPEG processing mode is already similar to most yeah. other phones' night modes. So if I show you, you know, city, city scene and night mode of city scene, they look pretty close. Yep. <laughs> Whereas I can go out into almost blackout conditions and show you something much more dramatic. So again, we're trying to work out like what's the best way to really talk about this and what are some of the expectations that consumers mm -hmm. might have. And so I'm hoping that we'll, we'll be wrapping that up for part two of the Vivo mm -hmm. camera trilogy going live early next week. But it I is kind it. of funny, like, you know, obviously they've got things that they want to focus on and, and they're, they're trying to tell a very specific story. And I'm sitting there on the sidelines going like, but guys, I can do more with your phone. <laughs> just like big old nerd. I, I like you're sitting on there like, but but I can do more. <laughs> we could be we could be so much better. No, um, yeah, no, no, dude. I honestly, I, I there's um, I I realize there's the whole obviously you know the work thing with the with Vivo and all of that. So for me, it's not. I'm not really in much of a hurry. It's more about having the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, know, you, playing with I, the IQ, I, these X70 early have to in get January. Through, we're gonna have to get through video three. Um, video yep. three, I'm expecting even more debate because <laughs> video three, I'm directly going to be comparing against, you know, my Panasonic against the optical equivalents of full frame cameras. Yep. Like I'm going to try and go hard on the Vivo and I expect that they're going to want something that's a little bit more consumer broad. So we'll mm -hmm. have to see. But as soon as we're through video three, I'm definitely wiping this thing out so you can spend some time with it. Um, I, I did want to, uh, let me get this out of the way. I did want to just real quickly touch on Farhan. Um, cause this oh. is, a, this is a great comment. And I think this is where a lot of techies get into trouble. Uh, he, he just wrote a little while back, but it still depends on the overall post-processing and chipset. Chipset ISP. and ISP. Well, that's so, true. It, well, it is and it isn't. So no, one, I mean, one, it, it one depends of, in certain aspect. I'm not saying it's the entire story, we, we, but that it's a factor. I was talking yeah. about. When I was talking about these larger image sensors and not being able to see these differences and making fun of people because like, well, the post-processing between the iPhone 12 and the 12 Pro makes them similar. That, that is accurate. You know, if, if I take, you know, a, it's a, a specific a Redmi, color science, it's, it is, it, you know, it's but kind if I of take like a Redmi yeah. with a one mm -hmm. over 1.5 inch image sensor and then I take an Honor with a one over 1.5 image sensor, we should expect differences. But what the ISP is responsible for and what the SOC is responsible for are all of those additional features, faster AI scene recognition, better subject tracking, 
faster mm -hmm. color processing. So as you take yeah. stacks and bursts of images, you should be able to create an HDR image more efficiently. And then into the video features. These new Redmi's with the 1 over 1.5 are actually kind of a downgrade for some of your video features because clearing data off of that sensor is more of a challenge. And so these less expensive SOCs are struggling to give us 1080p 60, to give us 4K anything. Oh, so barely. that, that yeah. is absolutely accurate. But what I'm talking about is being able to see the fundamental optical differences between larger sensors or between a smaller and a larger sensor. And if you can take a photo with an iPhone 12 Pro and you can take an, a photo with an iPhone 12 Pro Max and not see any difference, then you're missing the fundamental differences in lenses, in optics, in depth of field, in bokeh, mm -hmm. in composition, all of those things that are not affected by your image processing at all. Yep. The lens is different. The focal length is different. The aperture is different. These things should be performing optically in different ways. And yep. techies, especially techies who play with all of these other phones, if they're really doing their jobs and they're really looking at their photo output and they're really shooting good samples consistently, you should be able to demonstrate these differences. And it's not difficult. I go mm -hmm. to the same landmarks. I turned it into a joke, but it's now part of my regular routine to take a crappy photo of a fire hydrant at night. And I can show you differences in depth of field between yeah. all these different camera sensors. So, so that, that's what I'm bringing up is, is I feel it's, it's lazy, it's apathetic. Mm -hmm. And I think it misses a large part of the conversation where now we've got phone sensors out there that are doing a remarkably competitive job of hanging with true mirrorless cameras. And if you know that, and you know that it's gonna fit your shooting style, you can overlap a lot of your photo and video use now from a phone where you might've had to have turned, you would've had to have turned to a standalone camera. Yep. I'm not doing that as much anymore because I know rarely, there are phones that can I, really I, hang. I rarely, uh, I rarely find the need to go grab my E10, my ZV E10, or when I had the, uh, you know, the S3. So for me, it's it's really more. I'm just amazed with the capabilities that we get and of how the smoothness of the footage. But I I'm loving like the the P50 Pro does so well. There it has some challenges in it, and I love the cameras on this on this device, and I still enjoy using it quite much quite well. Mm -hmm. But it was something with the way the Vivo for me felt like when I was using it that it felt like yeah. it was more like I'm using an actual professional X70 camera. X70 did and the it, same thing to me, man. It, like it totally took me by surprise. I had zero it, expectations I, of Vivo I, as a lady. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't know what to expect, and <laughs> I had so I had I had with me my full camera, and I had the X70. And at the beginning of the show in January, I was okay trying to pick it out. I put on the tripod and all of that. And then by the by, I think was it like not even half day, the first day, I'm like, forget this. Okay, let's just okay, camera through set it up. Okay, night yep. shots. I was covering the Samsung. I was like, wow, like the low light on the X70 Pro Plus is really, really good. This is why I mean, God. even though we have the X80 Pro now, the X70 Pro Plus is still like it's 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 they're they're yeah. so close to each I mean, other they're, they're, they're not really they're an upgrade not, from one to the other this is really meant for earlier generations the, no, x7 the, um Vivos. yeah i mean if you were on like an x50 and you wanted to upgrade Maybe. to the latest and greatest you would make the jump to the x80 yeah, yeah the yeah. the fundamental platform is nearly identical yeah x70 pro plus to x80 pro very similar 
Um, yeah, yeah. There are a couple we can break it down right now. Again, um, I'm, I'm not under an, a, any uh, embargo. No, the phone's anymore. out. Yeah, the phone is out. It's yeah. Not like you so can't so I, 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 I'm not like, you know, gagged anymore. Um, just watch major... out for that guy behind you. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Wire just comes in from the front. You're like, I'm not um, gagged anymore. <laughs> um, w- one <laughs> of the one. major structural differences um, mm-hmm. So do I have my X70 here? Okay. So the X70 has mm-hmm. this glass domino, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, the camera block. It's a big piece, yeah. One of the main complaints about some of our larger sensor cameras, especially phones that were just stepping up to the sensor size, sudden changes in temperature can cause internal fogging on these lenses. Yeah, I ran uh... into this problem where I was trying to cool the phone off because I was running it so hard. I mean, like when I started seeing what this phone could do, I started running this phone hard and I used it initially when we were having a heat wave. So we were in high nineties, low triple digit weather. And so I would need to like try and cool this phone off, keeping it in front of the air conditioner in my car and then taking it out into the heat. You would instantly see all three of these lenses fog Fog up. Yeah. You'd have to wait for the temperature to sort of uh, equalize to normalize. The the major difference for the uh, X80 is better separation between all three of the camera sensors. And mm-hmm. now, um, similar to what we see on the OnePlus 10 Pro, instead okay. of glass, we've got a ceramic disc. So the protection in between all of the camera sensors, this is definitely better built hardware than what we got on well, the Well, it's, it's also for, for better management for heat. I mean, if you think about it, ceramic dissipates well, but, much better. But, it, yeah. you know, the actual photography differences, a little mm-hmm. bit more minimal um, between the X70 Pro Plus and the X80 Pro. But the hardware construction, definitely improvements there. Um, lens coatings, I think mm-hmm. the main sensor is ever so slightly a little less uh, flary because you can get some really gnarly flares going on the X70 Pro Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite as bad as like off-angle lighting on a Pixel 6 Pro, but not, not you know, maybe a, a little worse than what we would see on a, a, a Samsung, like an S21 Ultra. The S21 mm-hmm. Ultra was pretty flary. So again, it, every single little aspect has been refined Mm-hmm. But when you look at like what the core meal is, the the plating is is almost identical. Just maybe there's a slightly different garnish and some slightly better seasonings, but the meal you're going to eat is going to be the same meal. And and oh. that I think is is kind of interesting. Like I kind of feel the same way about the Xperia One Mark IV. Top okay. to bottom, it's it's a it's a bunch of really great refinements, <laughs> yeah. but it's not it's fundamentally different than an Xperia 1, uh, Xperia 1 Mark III. And, and I think that's okay. The X70 Pro Plus was already so far ahead of the curve in a number of areas. Mm-hmm. Simple lifestyle tweaks, like not having lenses that fog up <laughs> when you go get an op. Like, that's enough. That, that, that makes this phone a if better If you're performer. trying to take underwater photography above water with water in your lenses, this could be the phone. No, um, <laughs> right. uh, I, I forgot it where I saw somewhere um, some people were actually having problems with the Exynos version of the S22 Ultra with fogging. And it wasn't no. just because of because of that. Yeah, like um, it, it somehow. You know I, the, the, I, I can't speak to some of those issues that people were having with the, um, with the Exynos. Mm-hmm. First of all, yeah, we talk, can't we blame don't... Samsung. What, what, the, we've done such a terrible job of educating consumers. We really have 
dropped the ball. And, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm including me in this, even though, obviously, if you've watched any of my videos or podcasts or whatever, I, I whinge on about this a lot. But you, you really don't understand mm-hmm. how much bigger the 1 over 1.3 inch sensors get if you've been used to the last generation of like half inch sensors or the 1 over 2.55s. You run yeah. a Pixel 5 and you go up to a Pixel 6 Pro that is a monstrous increase in, yeah. in sensor surface area. And so when you're building a durable lifestyle companion gadget that needs to be dust resistant, weather resistant, water resistant, the way you seal it, the coatings mm-hmm. you put on the lenses, the optics that you put in front of the sensor, the housing that needs to protect all of that stuff because it's going to yeah, get yeah. bumped around in purses and chucked into the side passenger seat of your car and into, mm-hmm. shoved into a back pocket. You are eventually going to hit a compromising point. So yeah. if you want those bigger sensors, it is very likely that the gap and the air and the construction you will have some issues with fogging, just like you know professional grade camera lenses. Oh. If you're not buying ten thousand dollar lenses, weather sealing can have specifically with weather yeah, sealing no, and all of that. Weather sealing, yeah, yeah, of course. There's that's and one of the things. With you... weather sealing, you yeah. can still fog a pro grade lens. Oh no, no, I I agree. I missed, uh, the reason behind the weather sealing is because of uh, moisture getting in and sometimes building up yeah. that more that that condensation as well. Oh, for but sure. yeah, no, you're right. You can still definitely, yeah. But you, you, but you still can. And again, I think our expectations are a little extreme if we want to. I mean, I, I want to say like the surface area difference between half inch to one over one point three is mm-hmm. like threefold. Oh wow! I mean, that's a big chunk of glass that you need yeah. to properly house in front of that uh, in front of that sensor. It's going to happen. What we want to do is minimize how bad it is when it mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. But that's not really... God, I hate having to defend Samsung. That's not really a Samsung's fault. They made a worse product, and that never happens on my iPhone. Yeah, well, your iPhone's image sensor is like half the surface area of the Note 22. I mean, it's not close. You're, you're closer on an iPhone to... A, a pixel a pixel five yeah. than you are to the note 22 so let's not pretend this is an oranges to oranges and i can i can completely appreciate it. if you've never experienced that before like if you had a galaxy s10 and you went to a note 22 and suddenly oh, your lens fogged up that would be really annoying you well, have yeah your expectations are mentally different yeah. hardware with completely different pros and cons and and if you want those better optics, unfortunately, it's probably going to come with some uh, some drawbacks that you've never experienced before. I, and, and if you've ever, I mean, we we barely got through the whole phasing where Sony can can only let us shoot 4K in about five minute increments, and the overheating, uh, uh, you know, warning right. sensors that we used to get on yeah. even on their small pocket cameras, they gave us the technology, they were giving us the ability of doing it, but yeah. you knew that. You were going to overheat. And even the camera I'm using right now, the a7 III that I have here, uh, if you don't turn on the overheat protection f- uh, feature, it actually shuts off after a certain amount because it does heat up, even though I'm not live streaming. But because it's on and the mechanical, the system part of it runs, it needs to have that that type of uh, you know cooling. Uh, well, not, just you have to understand that 
again, you're dealing with a lot of heat, change of temperature, hot, cold, hot, cold. You're going to create some type of condensation. Um, and just to kind of throw in real quick with, Bar- with Farhan jumping back in here, it says uh, it's talking about the water resistance on phones and so on. Uh, the IP68 rating that we get on phones isn't it's it's kind of like the opposite way, right? It's intended to protect the phone from water and dust to a certain degree, but it doesn't protect the fact that the phone can still generate moisture based on the fact of the internals running at a certain temperature. So there's that the condensation is created from that, like Quan was saying, rapidly cooling it down, jumping into a really hot temperature, you're going to create, you know, definitely a shift in temperature. Right. But the IP68... I think, I think I think Farhan is just asking in general. What you know? Well, I, what I understand about water resistance on smartphones is that they won't cover water damage under warranty. And so... It, right, that's it, what I wanted to kind of jump into. But it sets there is up... A small, I mean, I, yeah. I agree with him. I mean, it sets up mm-hmm. some unrealistic expectations because I think a lot of people walk away from that IP rating saying, my phone is waterproof. And, and then they the go thing. and it, do it's, dumb it's, things with their phones. And but that's what I think a lot of people don't realize. Uh, it's it, the IP rating that you get on the phone. It's meant for the phone in a very pristine situ, uh, uh, pristine case. When you first get the phone out of the box, that's literally the best time the phone will have the IP rating rated on it. But the moment you use it, the moment you drop it, the moment the casing or something happens where there, the the structure gets uh, compromised in any shape, way, or form, your IP rating is out the door. Because if you have a kink in the chain, your chain is not as good as it was when it's supposed to be. So you have to keep that in mind also when, yeah. when companies kind of like debate, say, yeah, they don't cover it or they don't or they do. Obviously, I don't know the whole story, but I'm at, at least in that specific situation. If you have a crack, if you have a dent anywhere on the phone, do not treat it as if it's in pen, like as if water can never enter. Sure. It. But, 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 but I mean, yeah. to, to, to Farhan's question there, I still feel yeah. it's a benefit, but it's one where... Again, I don't think techies have done a very good job of addressing the education on this mm-hmm. topic. Um, I think it's a, it's a great consumer benefit to have a phone that is more likely to survive yeah. exposure to water. What we need to do is like when you go to your carrier store and you put a phone on a payment plan that you probably can't afford... In there, there needs to be an educational packet about what your responsibilities for protecting that gadget really resemble. The manufacturer has built this to be more survivable if it hits water. That still doesn't mean they're going to cover accidental damage in their basic warranty. The warranty is only going to be, we'll cover anything that goes wrong with the manufacturing of this phone. But if you bring us a phone that has been damaged or compromised because of your interaction with the phone, Mm -hmm. we're not going to cover that. So IP68 is not carte blanche to go and dunk your phone in water, chuck it into a pool, go swimming with it, drop it on the rocks. Like that, that's not what the responsibility of the manufacturer is. And and I think we, again, we, we set up this, this conversation where, Oh, it doesn't have IP68. Oh, then you can't buy it. And it's not good enough. And it should have the IP68s because then it's waterproof. And or get the IP66 Panasonic, uh, you know, Toughbook 40. Yeah, right. Then you can do what I'm exactly. doing. <laughs> Toss that sucker and go swimming with it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, understand what what is. And I, but the problem, I feel like it's also because of the marketing of the way the companies are putting it out. They make yeah. it sound like it's. Well, you know, I mean, the, Apple got tagged on that. I mean, they yeah, they yeah. um they had a class action lawsuit for the iPhone 12 or was it the oh. 11? There okay. was that there was that one commercial that they made where it was like iPhone on a stick. 
Oh, and, and then they was were like throwing what, things yeah, at what, it and splattering yeah, so things on were, it. Yeah, so that's an IP66 testing of water and, jets or throwing water at a phone. The, yeah. And we <laughs> don't see that commercial anymore because that no. was a horrifically unrealistic depiction of what IP68 yeah. yep. is really supposed to do. It does not protect you against that level of intentional it, abuse and jets of water jets of hitting, water. So that's hitting the, the phone. Uh, jets of water, you have to understand, create a certain amount of pressure in the direction that they're going, which could become, which could no, 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 bro, no, no, no. I saw the commercial. It's IP six. It's waterproof. <laughs> it's, it just it's works. Proof. It's water. Yeah, and then that's the other thing. The word waterproof is used a lot with IP sixty six. It's uh, water resistant. Right. It's not proof. There is no shield standing in front of it. Like, okay, hit me with your best shot. There um, literally is yeah. no proof. <laughs> I and, and I and I do want to say, look, um, phones for the most part, even devices that are not rated should be able to withstand a splash of water. It rains, you're walking around. There's some, some, you know, that, 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 that's the type of protection that I think we should all expect from our devices. Dunking them in the water, you know, accidental and so on. You know, most phones should be able to survive them. But the reality at the end of the day, you have to kind of also understand that you need to be able to protect your investment. And if you are going to buy a phone that is that expensive and you know, historically, you're more prone to, bumps or you know dings or something like that is probably pick up a protection plan that's where the warranty stops and the and the insurance kind of helps protect your phone from i dumped it in the pool or whatever so long story short not to make it sound like you know we're you know the help desk at a at at geek squad or something like that but yeah know what you're getting I think we're way off. Geek yeah, we we took we took. On this yeah, show. I know, I know, and I, I can't wait till IP sixty nine. Okay, Aditya, it's too late nice. for this type of conversation. Nice, uh, but you know, no IP sixty six. I I had to look that up because um, I was talking to the folks over at Panasonic, and and I said, hey, I'm thinking about dropping your laptop about four feet down. They're like, yeah, we tested it all the way to six feet, so you know, have at it. And I'm like, really. Cool. And you I, said, you I said, <laughs> you, you said I, mean, I could, I, I, I made sure I said, and I said, you said, you're okay with me throwing this. And then, so what I didn't, what you don't realize it is that throw that I did in the video was about five feet right. up. And I, not only, I didn't drop it because they, they tested it for dropped, not sure, throw. You chucked it. I, I you, put some you velocity speed <laughs> an eight pound laptop. <laughs> oh my God. I threw it. And I was like, Wee. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the isn't jacket. rugged fun. It, Don't you miss is, having like rugged options? I, I was I was so messing much. around with that Kyocera, and it was just oh, like this is yeah, so yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. The Dura this is Force, a chunky right? butt entry yeah. level phone. Flip but phone, yeah, yeah. It's so nice. You could take it into and a you battle. Feel like, like you could just exactly. I know. Uh, it, Dura I miss Force. The I, I love Kyocera so much. I miss oh the Brigadier. I, I, I think I have one, so of, one or two, maybe. No, I think I have one. The blue Galaxy Active Five, I say, Galaxy Five yeah. uh, Active or something. It it is. It's truly sad that we don't we don't see a, a very yeah. few options well, now on the market. My, yeah. my, did I did I show you the Galaxy S six Active? No. It so was, that's it the was thing. one of the last holdouts of of that era. Basically, <laughs> the battery assume, controllers yeah. in the S six era of phones. Mm-hmm were hot garbage oh yeah and all of them the only one that now still works is my s6 edge plus or whatever the bigger s6 edge was it was it was so back then it was still on the mic but but real carefully here i'm going to show you we're going to be entertained with a picture of you in the background the the incendiary device that is oh the 
that this play is popped. That that this play popped. Yeah, you gotta get out of the picture, Juan. What are you doing? I think uh, hold it sideways. Hold it, maybe hold it flat. Let it capture. Let it, let it capture it, and oh, then. Yeah. I mean, this is I mean? this is like kind of scary to hold here, but you can see how it's ballooning yeah. out. Okay, so yeah, now and okay. Oh, the screen is completely popped out and separated. So the so basically the Note Seven that I have the same, but on the back end. Yeah, remember I, th- I still have so, one of the Note Sevens, but you know the original. So uh, up into the Note Seven, these these are all basically spicy pillows of death. So thank mm-hmm. you, Samsung, for making truly terrible products. You um, are welcome. I mean, sorry, they all say, of yeah. my LGs still work. I've got two G4s, a V10, a V20, all great. No no battery failures, no boot looping. Every single one of my Samsungs has now turned into a potential catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Pillow of death. You've been watching way too many horror stories, my friend. No, I, I, I know what you mean. No, I. Uh, so so the, the now lunar... I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting a, getting a collection. I've got four Samsung phones that have all battery failed from that same generation. So for those, are you two of them have removed puffed. the batteries? Yeah. No, I'm not, I think we should I, remove I, the battery and recycle them, right? Because I want to keep the I, I was I'm I'm getting rid of them. I mean, there's there's okay. really no point. I I'm not in in enamored with Samsung in any degree to run a museum like I have been with my old Windows phones and LGs. No, I, I um, know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I was so holding I've... out on my S6 because my S6 still has. I I think it still has photos on it from when Marie was pregnant with Lex. And oh, I, wow. okay. I would like to have that back, but I don't think I can really get them repaired. And I've called around to a couple places where they've said like, don't even bring it in. <laughs> and you're like, okay, but I mean, like, if you guys have have like a good facility, I mean, everything is still. I mean, there's nothing compromising this battery pouch. If if you can just rip the screen off and get to the internals on, no, just don't even bring it in. So it's so it's the funny repair Samsung, centers here you are get not. That, that, yeah, yeah. No, no. It, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, first and foremost, obviously, is they, they don't want that to. Because I don't even know realistically how to how to uh, recycle it correctly because they need to puncture it. And I, for me, uh, the weird part about it for me is I've had that happen to me on two Honor phones, like long time yeah. ago Honor phones, like 7X, um, it, like really older phones. Uh, but typically for me, so the Honor phones pop the screen on the front because of the way they structured the phone, right? Mm-hmm. The way the, uh, the battery is put in. But right. with the the Note 7 that I had from Samsung, and I think they may have changed something because of the S Pen and construction, the battery actually swelled up on the back and the back cover popped. The yeah. front display is perfectly fine. So it depends on the phones. But oh, the, is, S6, yeah. the S6 puffed so bad, both the back and the and front the <laughs> are, 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 are that, pulling off of that. Oh, my God. Yeah. That device. That I mean, honestly, so, so, so if you're just, comfortable just so you know, because I, I called ahead, we do yeah. have it's it's not too far from you either. Okay. Um, it, it's it's basically uh, the North Valley. There is one of those safe disposal hazardous material drop offs okay. for consumers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're allowed to go like your tax dollars pay for you to go like once a once a quarter or something like that. That's um, good. And I yeah. called ahead and you're like, hey, I've got I've got some phones. The batteries are puffed out. They're technically dangerous device. And they're like, yeah, drop them off. It's cool. So I, I, I'm going to, I'm basically, I think I'm going to have to give up on trying to get any of the data off of these things. And I'm just going to take, I, I mean, I'm actually going to go back. I'm going to, I've got the sprint version of the rugged mm-hmm. galaxy. I think it was galaxy S five era. It's the blue. aluminum. Okay. Yeah. I thought phone. AT&T had like a lot to get rid of all uh, that like... junk. 
if you have so with the s6 if you if you need some help like i don't know if you've, you've ever worked on internals and so on it's not that hard as long as we're able to find a replacement battery and you're okay already with the back and the front being separated it shouldn't be too hard mm-hmm. for us to provide it power with a replacement battery and get it connected download your stuff off of it and then just chuck it uh just for that for that matter or just also so you know there are some services out there if you just take the pcb out with all the all the uh, the chips on it, they'll be able to read it off for you and get the data off. Cool. So it's not impossible. Obviously, I realize images are, to a certain point, more valuable than any data that you have on some of those older phones, um, which is also always a challenge. You know, we changed so many phones and so on. And yeah, I remember the S6 series. That was those that was a weird year for Samsung. The S7 was a cor- course really correction. Right. Yeah, the S7, and it's... I remember when they brought back and fixed the heating issue. There was a whole bunch of. And batteries so just dying fast. Just, just for Farhan, here's my LG V10. I just booted it back up. Oh my god! I do want to keep airplane mode on, yes, but you know, like it's. <laughs> it was the tank. It's taking a second to o- load because it's the OG also tank. Shut off. Yeah, but it, it's 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 doing it. Like, like I can go back in time. Like all the apps that I used to install. <laughs> Is is hold on? Is Duo in? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, forget about Duo. I do, uh, do I have Duo? So I, I mean, I've got the. You may have. It's still got that old Power Director icon. Come on. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Right now, there at now the top. Yeah, yeah. Speed test the original icon for uh, YouTube Studio. I mean, this thing still runs phenomenally well. I still have Project Fi for for Fi. That's oh, kind of Project Fi. Yeah. This is before we had like screen recording capabilities, so I've got three different apps that I would use to record screen stuff. It was native, yeah. No, it wasn't native. You didn't have it. In it. I think it was Android so eleven good. that made it. I've got yeah. Pebble. I've got the Pebble app on here. Oh man, this is like a fun little trip down memory lane. I love well, it. I like that you're you're segmenting into a little bit of uh, you know, I mean, obviously the Pebble app is not the gaming app, but um, what? And, and I, I mean, used this phone hard. I, I, I was I not kind to this phone. Um, this screen protector is cracked, and this is, I think, the third screen protector that I put on it, and all of them from cracking. And then, like, the charge port was all gouged up because I, I was trying to mount it, and then I I had a, a wood skin on the back, and I couldn't peel the wood skin off, so I was cutting out, like, how to get the, the adhesive off. The rails are all scuffed up because I, I never used to keep it in a case. Mm-hmm. And um, the first week, we weren't supposed I was to in pocket it's, now. Yeah, it's the tank of all the phones. I mean, the, the backing was I think was it mill standard. Um, it was a ten G. Yeah, yeah, it was a ten G. It was one yeah. of the first ones. Um, and and uh, the first week I had it at pocket. Now I was just like, oh, let me just pull my phone out of my pocket, and I flung it in a parking lot, and it hit a, a parking divider, one of those mm-hmm. little curb things, yeah, went yeah. spinning off into the rest of the parking lot, and landed on the other rail. So these rails are all like scratched up, but they're stainless steel. So like this phone has just been an absolute monster and it's on the original battery. I've never replaced the battery. But it also includes a replaceable. Yeah. Open. uh, You can open up. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's the beauty. They just really don't make them like they used to (laughs) at all. Dang it. Grandpa. Yes, I know. I I know. know. I'm an old and it used to take you six hours in the snow walking with you know one uphill <laughs> both go, ways just to go to school every the day little, we got the it. little ticker display so all of your camera controls are 
are are the not class. on your viewfinder. I mean, just yeah, how brilliant is that? That was the OG one before. It was is that one the one with the separate display, or is it just uh, overlaid at the top? It was the uh, the V twenty right that that separated as a as a small separate display at the top for the ticker. Because both of them were LCDs, and I think it was just an LCD cutout. So oh, the LCD okay. is technically technically goes to the full dimensions. The and full dimension a gouge for where the okay. selfie cameras are. Um, but but it is. It's uh, Android doesn't see it as usable space for the operating system. So mm-hmm. this is a very custom LG solution for having additional information at the top of the screen, and I miss it. This whole era of LG was flipping brilliant. Yeah, the V20 was, I think, the last one they went with, and the V30. Right? I want to say the V30 is when they t- took it out, but I could, I, or maybe that was the last year. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Nvidia. Focus. Okay, here now, Vidi- Nvidia got you. You're there. <laughs> yeah, 4K well, 30 frames per second, 64 megabit per second bit rate, oh, all man. on a what Snapdragon What was the storage on that one? Was it six? Was uh, it six? Uh, it's not. 64 yeah back in the yeah, old 64 but i days. had a big old memory card in here heck yeah <laughs> memory what is that is that <sighs> no all right we don't, we don't have to keep doing i mean like yeah, no no again, no uh, farhan asked and i was like i bet you my i bet you my v10 has still got some charge so, on it let me go boot yeah. it up and i i could spend all day messing around no, with no. this thing now so one of the things that we talked about earlier, well, we were trying to cover at the, at the beginning. Of, I mean, we talked about like, you know, mobile photography, gaming uh, mm-hmm. devices and processors and, and all the yeah. horsepower that we have. Um, so you've been playing. It's been over what? It's been a, what, a week and a half now, almost two weeks, roughly by Friday. Did you get I think you got it on yeah. Thursday or Wednesday. So you're clocking in about two weeks with the Steam, with the Stream Deck. How? Not the Stream Deck, the Steam Deck. How is Steam it? Deck? How, yeah. Steam, yeah, yeah. I, I have the Stream Deck in front of me. This is a problem. Um, <laughs> so, so can I just tell you, I love Please. it. I okay. I, every, every day, something new occurs in the okay. news of the world of the Steam Deck mm-hmm. that makes me even happier that I didn't bounce my pre-order. I'm glad that you didn't actually, but yeah. So, oh, did I tell you? By the way, I did put mine in. I did oh, put in did, my five you did bucks. Get back yeah, in line. I, I put. Yeah, yeah, I got in line, but it it's it's Q, five bucks. Q, Q4 you know, which, 2022. Which, which one did you jump on the 256? No, 512. 512. I'm gonna go for the. Oh, you went the, up to the 512 too. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. there the, the few little no, no, extras I, I totally justify thing, it. Yeah. Sure. No, I, I. Not that I didn't want to. So. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's what I'm gonna put out for for other folks, kind of like um. In, in our audience, and, mm-hmm. and again, I, I feel like the people we interact with are techie smarter than the average bears, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we don't make videos for got it, average consumers. Um, one of the things to keep an eye on, I am very happy I stepped up to the 512 model of this Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to buy it and own it and use it just as... A, a standalone consumer product. And I'm hoping to go a, a while before I feel like I might want to tinker with it. But one of the things, so, you know, I was saying like almost every day, some, some news comes out and it makes me really glad that I jumped on steam deck mm-hmm. over the last week. I think one of the most exciting announcements, Oh, excuse me, man, I had Wendy's for dinner and those spicy chicken nuggets are, are trying to uh, make back. themselves known. 
Um, what, one of the most exciting announcements over the last week was the partnership between Valve and iFixit. Mm -hmm. Almost every single major component piece of the Steam Deck is going to be made available uh, to iFixit for repair kits. We have, we have to see if this holds true, mm -hmm. but one of the advantages of buying the 512 gig version is they have a very special etched glass that is supposed mm -hmm. to be um, less reflective, but not matte finished. Okay. So it still helps keep, you know, a better light transmission. I have obviously defeated that by putting on a really terrible and mediocre screen protector just because I didn't want to scratch up my screen. But the screen assembly mm -hmm. is uh, $65 for the 256 version. It's only $95 for the 512. Well, okay. So over time, I'm fairly confident someone could buy the base model Steam Deck or the 256 and... gig Steam Deck and turn it into the more expensive Steam Deck with appropriate component choices for the SSD, you know, swapping out the, the display. If it's only going to mm -hmm. be 100 bucks, to swipe out the display. Like Conceivably, someone could do that. And one of the most exciting um, aspects so far, apparently, uh, some people have already done this, the fan that iFixit stocks is quieter than the fan that Valve uses in constructing oh. it. So okay. while I was sitting here saying like, hey, I really want to use this the way that Valve made it, consumer-facing product, I didn't want to jump into too much tinkering, I might try that fan swap. You know, cracking open the back cover, pulling out the cooling hardware, and pu putting in a quieter fan could be a fun little project to try and tackle on That's the a Steam good, that, Deck. I like that. Yeah, no, definitely. It, um, better, if, yes, I can attest to how much fans can drive you crazy. But yeah, better fans, oh, yeah. always, always better. And, and, and the stock, fan on the Steam Deck, it's not bad. I mean, especially yeah, yeah. considering what this thing is really doing um, and, and how you know thin it is. As, mm -hmm. as like an actual profile for all the compute guts, the fan is reasonable. But if there's a quieter one, <laughs> I mean, like, why wouldn't I try? I, I like this one. Um, Oliver's like adding 120 minutes. I was trying to knock through it. I want that big old like cream and brown. Yeah, with that whole <laughs> massive block sticking out the back. I, I yeah, they're like, what are you doing? I'm, <laughs> I'm air cooling my my steam deck. No, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, no. So gaming. So one of the things that we you know yeah. you you mentioned to me before we were talking before we started the show. So gaming or at least it, i called it the future of gaming in the title of the video but i feel like kind of like it is changing right the the approach of gaming has been slowly but surely evolving you know year over year our devices now are small gaming systems but then you get the the steam deck in, in the form factor that it offers you the portability uh the yeah. ease of use the the storage capability to be able to actually house you know a good yeah. collection of a library of your games on storage not cloud-based only how has how has that been that that experience? Have you have you missed the urge, or have you had the urge to go back to a PC, or do you feel like it's meeting no. your needs as far as? Oh uh, no, we're... quite quite the opposite. And not, not only is this meeting my expectations, it's exceeding them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I really feel Nintendo fans are not going to be shocked by this at all. I, I really sat out the Nintendo Switch. I always wanted to get one. I waited for you know, like. When I was still at Newegg, we were getting these rumors of like a Switch Pro, so I waited. 
And I kept waiting and I kept waiting and I never really jumped on the Switch. Like, I probably should have. All this time, I think I really would have enjoyed the overall Switch experience. Picking up the Steam Deck, it's kind of brilliant proof of concept that Nintendo was correct. The Switch mm-hmm. experience is not built on a, a horsepower-first kind of conversation. It's an accessibility and portability conversation where you can then extend gameplay into a more traditional living room environment. Mm-hmm. Steam Deck is doing that... I mean, it's doing it just as well as the Nintendo Switch, but it's doing it with gaming content that has been traditionally the hardest to interact with. Yeah. Console gaming exists for the simplicity of plugging a box into your TV and playing in front of your TV, and it made gaming easier than yeah. gaming on a PC. The it's Nintendo a purpose Switch, hardware, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a very specific kind of computer. We know it's mm-hmm. a computer. Consumers don't treat it like a computer. They p- treat it like a game box. And Nintendo took that brilliant idea of purpose-built and turned it into a wonderful take-it-with-you-anywhere-you-want-to-go and mm-hmm. also play <laughs> games in your living room when you want to. Absolutely. PC yeah, no. gaming has has really struggled with that kind of flexibility. And Steam's early approaches to hardware obviously did not capture much um, excitement from consumers. So oh, I remember the Steam controller. The, yep. Well, not just the Steam controller, but Steam boxes. You know, like... No, I know. Yeah, a reference Steam, design that Dell was going to build and stuff, yeah. and and Steam Link and all those other things. And you're like, yeah, I mean, it works, but that's not that's not how we've ever interacted with PC. No, games. no, because you weren't really. Yeah, it was still really running on the PC. You were still reliant on a fully running decked out yeah. system that ran all the horsepower for you. But yeah, so we're making brilliant compromises. This yeah. is not a horsepower conversation. This is not PC gaming with a 3090 Ti and, you know, a a 4 nanometer AMD chiplet, you know, 16 core, you know, CPU. This is, this is very modest in terms of PC compute power. It's real easy to find gaming laptops that are going to wreck this thing. It's just horsepower to horsepower, GPU to GPU. And it kind of doesn't matter. Um, the immediacy of picking this up, pushing a button, getting into my Steam library, playing a game, firing up an emulator, or even getting into the desktop and tinkering around for something for a very short interaction. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did finally record my speaker tests and my headphone analysis tests. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have a video out on the Patreon doing an audio deep dive on the Steam Deck like I used to do, like I still do. Um, Mm -hmm. But like I've done on phones in the past and some real good numbers there for people who care about their uh, how how gadgets treat your ears. Um, But it's so much faster and so much more immediate. I have zero desire to sit in my office in front of my massive workstation, which has a much better CPU, has a much better GPU, can can render all the 4K gameplay in HDR. I want this because I can pick it up and I can immediately jump in and I can take it with me to other parts of the house where I'm not in my workspace Mm -hmm. or I'm not getting distracted by work emails or I'm not looking at all the clutter on my desk. I mean, gaming in bed, so silly, 
but it works so great. And Nintendo Switch owners know this joy. And now I am experiencing this joy with a Steam library that I've been keeping for, for, for years. Yep. For generations of gaming peripherals. And that's the thing about it that I that I really appreciate with what we're getting here is it's the desktop experience, actual desktop experience, not, you know, made for PC, but converted or adapted over oh, yeah. into it, you know, uh, like an Android or, you know, on uh, the, the architecture for me is amazing. And what you know, it's, Horizon's it's, done it's here. so it's so simple. It's so silly. But when you boot this up into desktop mode, it's KDE. It's a Linux build. And yeah, then yeah. you go and you plug in another monitor. It doesn't mirror the monitor. It just extends your desktop. So now you've got dual display in your desktop mode, which is something that like Moto Ready for can't do yet. No, it, um, it doesn't really. Yeah, it's more. It's really it meant really for work. mirroring. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but it's KDE because you're running Linux in there, so this is really more. Yes. Uh, you know, but, the, but the if inter- you're if you're like in a, gaming mode, mm-hmm. see, and again, I think this is brilliant. It, you know, we, we talk about like accessible consumer electronics, making mm-hmm. these things easier to use, and we have a certain expectation on what's going on. If someone's not really into tinkering, I doubt they're gonna. You know, they're gonna futz around much with a Linux environment on a portable. It's not easy to use unless you also want to like hook up a keyboard and mouse. You're, you're using the little track pads. They're great. Not mm-hmm. the best way to control a, a no. real yeah, not for Linux desktop experience. windowed environment. Yeah. But you know, you plug in the other monitor and in Linux, it screen, it extends the display to your other, your other display. It extends mm-hmm. your desktop to your other display in gaming mode. Well, that's a different expectation. In console mode, you plug in another display, it immediately reformats to the dimensions of that display, and it just shuts off the built-in screen. And then you have it as a giant controller. And you're not running as much heat on the Steam Deck because the screen is disabled. That makes more sense. I I think someone who's looking at gaming isn't going to want their Steam Deck running hotter, mirroring the display Driving, to another exactly. screen. Okay. That is the right choice. So again, every single little consideration, every single time I think, well, this is a really ultra nerdy thing that I bet you those those Valve engineers have have chosen something for, oh no, it did exactly what I think it should do. It did it did the thing the way I think it should have done the thing. The audio, same. I I I, I talk about this in, in the video I shot, but like you know, let's say the headphone jack isn't really getting it done for you. Mm-hmm. It supports the THX Onyx. It knows what to do with it. You pop in a USB dongle DAC and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that worked exactly the way that I think it should have. Um, I like that. You know, that's yeah, yeah. so much smarter than like how Xbox handles USB audio peripherals. Brilliant. It, well, there the, with Xbox, you're dealing more with certification and, you know, things that are... Uh, Pre-purposed. I don't care. It's not... a computer. You shouldn't have certifications. I know. No, 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 no. I, I know. It should recognize it, this is a thing that makes USB sound. And it, it drives me about, crazy it's that more about Xboxes, money, yeah. that Microsoft. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it doesn't it, build the Xbox to understand that. So it, I, I, it's a weird. Yeah. But but I mean, like there genuinely hasn't been like a downside. Like I haven't found that thing like, Oh, I was hoping it was going to do that. 
I mean, even in my emulator, I'm like, oh, I mean, like, it's got the save states. Okay, it's doing, like, Super Nintendo emulation, which is totally cake. That's really easy. Yeah. Oh, I can jump into this. It's showing up in my Steam library. You know, it's showing, like, you know, hey, some gadget guy has been playing Blaster Master from the NES. I mean, like, everything still ties together. It's not like they cordoned off non-Steam apps in a way that the rest of the the gaming OS can't see. So everything is still contributing to a gaming-first experience, even when it's not uh, a Steam title in that same way. So I, I, I'm just consistently, I'm, I mean, consistently impressed, but then, like, appreciative of the level of thought that's mm-hmm. gone into making this. And, and it still totally feels like a really, 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 really well-polished, well-engineered, well-executed first-generation product. And now that Steam, and now that Valve, I should say, has been making some noise with Steam Deck, I'm going to be critically disappointed if we don't see some other traditional gaming players not release their own flavors of this. Like, yeah. if by 2024 we don't hear about an Asus portable like this, an ROG, that's going to make me so sad. This proof of concept is so well done we better see an Alienware, like mm-hmm. uh, an Omen, you know, all of these other brands that exist to kind of fulfill a higher end computing experience. I feel now this is the starting point. Steam Deck, like, is is the most visible sort of conversation on this that a major company who's backed up by a library of games is making some hardware to go and do this. I know we've got had other boutique. PC mm-hmm. solutions that resemble this. Um, what was it like the, I, I can never pronounce the name of the company. It's like Arya or Ira or it's A-R-Y-A or something. But the Neo is is a concept that's very similar to this. Okay. We've had smaller players build more expensive portables with like little Intel chipsets. Totally good. Yeah, yeah. But now that Valve has said, hey, we're doing this and it's as good as it is. It, it would be such a failure of this market to not have competitors jump in and, and take this idea in, in and push other it. directions exactly. and, and well, push well, it and drive it higher. Like that, make a more expensive thing. version that has even beefier internals. Do it, do it. I mean, there's someone out there that would love this steam deck build, but they just absolutely can't suffer a 60 Hertz display and they need their 120 Hertz. Great. Please someone make a solution for that gamer who really wants the twitchiest possible gameplay. Like there's now so many other areas that we can take this concept and we can grow and we can compete and, and, mm-hmm. and we can make PC gaming exciting in a way that I feel like just the conversation on specs and horsepower on insane frame rates or on, uh, you know, ray tracing. Yeah. I think we've gotten a little stagnant on, how many more pixels can we drive and how many more frames can we refresh? And when you work within the constraints of something portable, you have to have a completely different conversation about what success looks like. Because Steam Deck shows me success with a 1280 by 800 pixel display running at 60 hertz. And this is like the most fun I've had gaming. I'm, in... I'm very 
in I'm very years. excited to see that. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I think it's the biggest development that we've had within within a few years. Like you said, the Switch kind of represent a culmination of a lot of work that Nintendo did over the oh, years. Yeah. Game Gear was their biggest founding uh, portable experience. You get to play with the Game Gear. You, then you had the Game Gear Color. And then you had the whole different generational things. And then obviously that kind of fizzed away a little bit. Um, oh, the Aya, the Aya Neo. Uh, Aya Neo. Far, Far Hunt found and, it. For some reason, I thought it was called like the R Arya. But it, yes. So Aria Aria was the was Google's, uh, you know, uh, oh Project Aria. Project right. Aria. Um, yeah, yeah. There's also another player, and I can't remember what their name is, but there's another one out there that's making an Intel. I, I want to say it's like a Core i5. Um, oh. but they're making an Intel version. Um, they've been making these 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 handhelds, these portables before. So there, I've seen portable like small portable PCs like from Chewy and some of the Chinese brands. I mean, yeah, yeah, little yeah. tiny PCs, so but they're like not that. really gaming. They're just most to be mostly miniaturization of a laptop, just to try to make a laptop even smaller. Uh, you know, fitting in your pocket. It. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, no. Um, the I the I the Odin. <laughs> I remember those days. Uh, oh, Ouya. no, not the Ouya. Come on. <laughs> the best gaming console out there. The Ouya. <laughs> I like that one. Oh, no. Uh, the the Ein, I, I don't know what AYN. Um, that's another brand, the Ein Odin Pro. Oh, okay. Um, let me see if I can. Oh, yeah. That's, Odin yeah, that's what the Michael Corgan was saying. Um, no, that's a Dimensity chipset. That's not the one I think it is. There's another. The, the, the Ein looks even more like, like a Sega Game Gear. Um, <laughs> God, I'm the spaceship, old. the spaceship-looking design, yeah, looks like it's about right. to fly, dude. I, I missed um, a game. Yeah, is it? Oh, maybe the One X player. Oh yeah, okay. So, um, the the One X player mini has an 11th gen Intel i7. Do you want to throw that so in? Uh, i7, and it's built very similar. Share that out. To, let me see if I can screen share this here real quick. Do do do. Share screen. Oops, sorry. I know you added it and so, I took it out. So yeah, Dude. let me let me uh, swap. Uh, let me see if it, they, they just got a photo. There it is. Oh wow! It's very similar. Um, it, it's in more fact, like it's, a yeah, like hey, uh, have you been? It's a little bit out? smaller for not having the track pads underneath your uh, your analog. Why? Isn't that what that? Isn't that what the, on the right side? Isn't that a trackpad where the finger is, the thumb? No, 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 no. That's um, that's your analog joystick. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Take it back. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So right. Steam the one Deck under it is has, the Steam Deck. They're... Yeah. So, so the the mini is is this guy right here, but I want to look it up because I want to say the mini is something like like four hundred dollars more expensive for having that Core i7. Nah, they don't even have it here in this in this article. So I'm gonna get out of screen sharing here. But sorry, short story, incredibly long. We've had a few of these other boutiquey solutions. And you can't really build good mindshare just on a handful of really expensive um, sort of one-off consoles like this. So Valve walking into this space fundamentally changes the conversation. And now it's time. I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely repeating a lot of what other people have said. Mm-hmm. But making my PC gaming more accessible was the hook I didn't know I needed. Because I really have not been digging through my Steam library much over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing more through my Steam library in the last two weeks than I have had in the last three or four years. So two questions. 
sure. first does it support does it function as a steam link does that function is 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 that work oh, yeah. at all so oh, okay. oh it's hilarious you know when when i'm when i'm playing um so so like i was waiting for a video to render and i i fired up uh neurovoider that's the game mm-hmm. i've been kind of digging into it's an old it's like 2016 it's an old twin stick arcade mm-hmm. shooter because i love the art twin stick arcade shooters and the second i pushed the power button i got a little pop up Steam Deck is available for streaming on my PC. I like so it. Okay. my 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 Steam like absolutely is communicating across I, I, my well, Steam account. So I, I love that because you get to leverage the fact that you have this thing installed on your system. You don't have to yeah. run it. You're streaming it if your if your network is strong enough to to support that. Second second question: uh, Would it be in a, a focusing on gaming and experiences? Does it support streaming? Can you stream from the stream? Uh, from the oh Steam? yeah. So um, Microsoft actually just recently improved compatibility on Steam Deck for mm-hmm. Game Pass. Okay. They made a big announcement about it, too, saying, like, hey, this is, this is what we're doing to update um, our server side. And then I think there's also a build of Edge. Oh, excuse me. Um, Edge for Linux. I might okay. have that wrong in my brain. I haven't really messed around with it much, but, like, mm-hmm. it's got a fully functional desktop-grade browser. There's nothing keeping you from giving it a run i mean like it's it's fine well so i, I was I've more so specifically with... referring to streaming to services not streaming services you know what i mean oh, like, oh sorry oh, yeah sorry, i, sorry, I, I meant, sorry, sorry. sorry it's yeah. a gaming system you know pc portable can you stream from that, it that i haven't played with yet yeah that's the um, sorry so, I, so I, my, I just my first solution would be in terms of one i think the experience would be compromised depending on how intense the graphics are for the game that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because like if, if I'm playing Hellblade, I'm getting about an hour and 45 minutes of gameplay on the battery mm-hmm. and that fan is cranking hard. So all of the resources of the Steam Deck are being utilized to drive that game. Okay. That, that's you're um, right. Immediately you're right. What, what I would do instead um, would be to video out from the Steam Deck to another system with a capture yeah, card. Absolutely. And, and drive it that way. Um, okay. it, it's funny. What would probably work best in a, in a kind of a mobile sense would be a Sony. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, run yeah. the Steam Deck through one of those little USB capture cards. Into a Sony Xperia 4. Yeah, one Mark 4 and then broadcast from, from that. that straight up. Uh, you, you may have something on there. I know. I, 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 <laughs> Again, I'm just saying, in, in terms of keeping your load as, as like, your pack, your carry, as light as possible, um, there is a phone that does things like that very it, well. HDMI in over USB, hey! Yeah, no, I know. Uh, or even big. a full-size HDMI if you go for the original Pro on... Uh, you know, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. For me, it's... it's um, I, I haven't been in the, I haven't been in your in your spot yet, so I haven't really gotten the experience to experience desktop experience gaming on a mobile yeah. uh, solution. Um, I've had it. I've done many videos covering uh, like using even yeah. the uh, um, the Azul PCs, using um, Nvidia sure. Shields, and running Steam as a Steam Link using you know GeForce mm-hmm. and running it in there, and it works. You know, it does relatively well. 
Um, yeah. But it is it is really very different to say that you're running it on hardware, on device, yeah. connecting it to a Wi-Fi purely for the internet connectivity portion of it, not for you know streaming the actual entire game off of it, leveraging desktop quality hardware. So uh, I dig it, and I'm I'm also really excited to see that this is one of the very few things, like you said, where you can buy the base model and you can, in theory upgrade your way into the pro level model or the higher end model over by time. just tweaking over time as things kind of go yeah. on and you technically have better hardware. Uh, and of course, like literally one of the first comments I got on my rambling first impressions video with some dude who was like, Oh yeah, I got the base model and I ripped that thing open and I put in a one terabyte drive and you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. We're that's so used to all of our phones and tablets being kind of glued shut. And yeah. you, know, you don't have that same kind of hacker mentality, that that same kind of uh, tweak um, upgradability on the Nintendo Switch. At least not that I've seen. I'm sure there's probably a community of people in Nintendo Switch land that are doing things with the hardware. Mm -hmm. But to me, it seems so much more Apple-like locked down. And again, so someone's going to come out with a version of this that's significantly more powerful than, than the Steam Deck. And I'm not going to be sad if I look at that product and I can't do anything with it. But then I go to iFixit and I can swap out screens. Like, what if someone makes a really great OLED panel? Yeah. And I can just pop that in there. I mean, that that's the potential we're talking about. Anyone who wants to make hardware for the Steam Deck, anyone can make hardware for the Steam Deck. We're not talking a case or a skin. Mm -hmm. We're talking different triggers. Maybe I want clackier buttons. What would be great is if someone could give me the the only buttons I don't like on the Steam Deck are the actual home and menu keys. Okay. The ones right under the trackpads are really mushy. So when I'm in the middle of the game, my paddles, nice and clicky, my triggers, great mm -hmm. tactile response. The D-pad has a nice like chunk to it. Mm -hmm. And even the trackpad feels like I'm rolling something on on like uh, metal, uh, what do you call the, um, the, the ball bearings. Oh, okay. It, it vibrates in a way, feels like you're, you're rolling something over metal ball bearings. It's such a, mm -hmm. a unique feel. And then I go to hit my steam home button and I have no idea if I've hit it. <laughs> it's so it mushes you're waiting you're like, you know what you think, did i click did i not click did so, I? Yeah. someone someone give me like some 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 uh you know like some some kale blue switches <laughs> let me put some kale blues into these someone might be able to do that i, I don't know but that that's that's what i think is going to be so encouraging i am perfectly happy to trade some of that horsepower i don't need a core i7 in this thing, the gaming experience has been great. And if I can upgrade this over time, mm -hmm. like a gaming PC, that is such a different conversation than any other mobile Modu product. It becomes almost like a modular system, even though yeah. it's it's yeah, it is yeah. That, that's that's so, the big thing. Yeah, I'm 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 very encouraged by that. Um, I. I can't say enough nice things about it. I'm so glad I held on to my pre-order because I it was really touch and go there for a while. There it was oh seriously yeah, it, it, it was yeah the line. delays, the timeline. It was end of last year, then it was the Q1, and now you know it, it, it's um it, it's stressful. It's stressful, especially when you 
you've, you know, you've made the commitment. You weren't really like one of the later yeah. ones. Uh, but of course I am like showing up seven months later at the end of the day, it's a good first product. It's a first, first generation, a good first generation product. And I think that's what we're waiting for seeing how the, the future of gaming comes through based on this architecture and the proven concept. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think I, I can't wait. Like I said, I, I definitely want to set up some time, come over, play with it. Um, and then when you I get my own, get hands on this. Yeah, no, no, for, I'm serious. I, I, I really debated going on Swappa to try to pick it up, but the 16, the, the, the entry level, <laughs> the EMMC one is selling for a thousand on reselling right now. And I'm like, yeah, and, I got my buddy who what? has it. I can go play there first. I, and right now, I mean, maybe my mood will change on this like in a year, but right now I don't know that you could reasonably pay me enough to give it up. Oh yeah, I, I have no, been no. so starved for that PC gaming you, experience, you and I've been relying on so my long. phones for so long. This this is just I, I'm I'm getting I'm like I'm hey he's like hey guys did you know that this game from 2018 was so good? You know, like I'm <laughs> I'm turning into that guy, and it's gross, um, and I love it. <laughs> you're going to be the hipster of gaming. I'm like, yeah, remember back in 2018 when games were cool, right? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. That, that one poor guy who finds like an old TV show, and you're like, hey guys, have you guys ever watched <laughs> Frasier? Oh my gosh, this show's so great. Um, the the, uh, the 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 last thing, just to kind of dig into, because there were a couple comments kind of moving back and forth, and yeah. you're like Aditya was talking about it being basically like it, it is a PC. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a four core eight thread decently specced gpu pc and and i would say that it, it trades blows well against something in the ballpark between a core i3 and a core i5 nook mm-hmm. um i think it's cpu limited compared to a mini small form factor intel pc but we've got decent gpu guts to kind of make up for it so i like i, I recently just reviewed that core i5 geek mm-hmm. it was a slightly yeah. older core i5 but the CPU on that Core i5 would probably outperform the Steam Deck, but the GPU on those Intel integrated graphics would certainly not play games anywhere near as well as what the Steam Deck can do. So it's not outside the realm. I don't think it's completely unreasonable Mm -hmm. to think about Steam Deck being a little mini portable compute platform. Plug it into a monitor, hook it up to a keyboard and mouse. If you've got a dock or a hub, it responds to that kind of hardware really well. And mm. you've got yourself a full KDE environment where I can watch movies over VLC. I can fire up the Firefox web browser and stream or work on documents. Um, and any Linux application that you want to install is going to install. So <laughs> it's, I, I'm not advocating for it like I do phones and desktop modes, but mm-hmm. conceivably this could be a five or six hundred dollar PC PC that you have. In yeah. Your, yeah. That, that runs that. So that's the, that's the nice thing about it. I think it's the, the gamer, the modders, the the PC builders, uh, not going to say wet dream, but you know, as close as possible to feeding all those geeky needs out of a product that is this well built. And I think that's the reason why it appeals to us so much. It's, it answers all the things that we typically, like you said, um, 
nothing's wrong with this, but this essentially is a sandwich. It's pre-sealed, nothing in there. You can't upgrade anything. Um, and that was one of the things I liked about the, uh, the, you know, the, the Thuckbook 40 from, uh, from Panasonic. This is also a return to modularity to a laptop where you Mm -hmm. can switch out components, um, you know, down to the SSD, to the, uh, optical drive, to the batteries. You can run dual batteries. You can run the, you know, card reader. I mean, obviously it's business centric. It's not intended for consumers in general. But at the end of the day, when you see something like that and that, that it ex- does exist, it, it just excites you. And the fact that it can, you know, you could drop it four feet, five feet to the ground and pick it up and just dust it off sure. and keep on working because <laughs> that's what it does. And and I think Steam is doing, the, you know, Valve is doing a very decent job here. And um, since you've had it, how, have you have you received any updates or has there been uh, some updates? Uh, two, two minor just sort of like bug fix and patch. Okay updates i i i've i've kind of landed in a really sweet spot where right before i got it mm-hmm. there were some more significant like nice. you know adding the lock screen major changes to the ui and mm-hmm. something there were another there was i think there was another issue with something about how you would uh you would complete purchases like i got in at, like the steam deck running its smoothest nice. <laughs> so far um, so you just I you might... skipped over the beta testing part uh, well no yeah. You, yeah yeah but i might switch over apparently you get better and and finer controls over things like uh you, how you cap the screen refresh mm-hmm. so like let's say you want to extend the battery life a little bit and you're playing games that really can max out 60 hertz but you don't really need them to Mm-hmm. Um, is one of the the beta update channels it gives you finer control over uh, your refresh. So I, I might like start pushing into some of the beta software just to play with some of that. Look at that! Um, a week and a half, a week ago, you said I don't want to mess with this thing, and now you're like, well, well I, man, it's it's tough. I, you know, I know I, what I, I said. Another a week one of those. Ago. Another one of those articles came out um, not too long ago. Is just saying like. All of the CAD files, the construction files, the shell, the casing, all of that's out there. So there's nothing stopping third-party companies from, like, making entirely new housings. Not just, hey, you can get a slick wraps skin to put tiger print on your Steam Deck. Like, what if you fundamentally changed the shell of the Steam Deck to do something else? Or you used a different type of polycarb for you know how a different color you you know right now it's you can get any color of steam deck you want as long as you want black but what (laughs) if you wanted it to be neon orange someone out there could print that shell for you and that can be a business now it could you could start your own no no i i think that's the beauty of it though that's the beauty of the flexibility you get to customize and you know geek out set it up the way you want it and and i and i hope more more people will start putting maybe things on thingiverse and we could start seeing some 3d printing going on and kind of trying to get some nice little customized accessories or docks or something like that that'll be really nice because i would be wouldn't be surprised if that's already something that exists out there and um and i think yeah i mean michael obviously and uh and uh, farhan and oliver and aditi everybody kind of agrees it's a really amazing device to exist and the fact that it actually works it gets better and um can't wait to see what 2023 has i mean don't get me wrong i still want to get mine (laughs) i still want to get mine at the end of the year yeah but it's more about um where we are going towards and what maybe CES 2023 may be bringing us up uh, as to some of the new technologies. Because I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that's where you see some of those competitors showing I'm off some really, hardware. 
Yeah. Man, I'm really hoping because I mean, like, we we look at what amazing things have been done, like the hardware team on um, Oculus. Yeah. It doesn't take an extraordinary amount of horsepower to deliver a pretty good VR experience. Mm-hmm. So let's say you started flirting with something just a bit beefier and it would be more expensive. Yeah. But, but I mean like, like Michael, uh, Michael Corcoran is saying here in the chat, you know, like if you already have a nice business laptop and it's maybe not the best at playing games, you can kind of play some things. $400 to start on a Steam Deck is not an outlandish purchase. And it's well under a lot of like the console prices. Mm-hmm. And your Steam library is very easy to fill with inexpensive games that are awesome to play. And you can then also just grab all the free games from Epic <laughs> and get those playing on the Steam Deck too. So it becomes a, 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 a much more cost-effective way to kind of line that up. But if someone wanted to make a more expensive Steam Deck with a little bit more horsepower, I mean, what, like, uh, what is it? The Oculus is using a chipset that's akin to something like a Snapdragon 865? I mean, that's yeah. the type of muscle you need to drive, think, like, an entry-level VR It's experience. using um, the X, the first, uh, the, the first Snapdragon XR um, chipset. Uh, oh, that's right. One. I'm sorry. Not E65. It was the XR. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was a purposely built, but, uh, in, in, yeah. But we're not talking outlandish horsepower. Like, that's attainable. That is that is easily accessible compute power in the year of, of our of our geekiness 2022, let yeah. alone what we might be able to do in the next couple of years. So uh, it, it, to me, this is just the beginning. And, and so then I, I, I juxtapose this. Like, for as much as I'm gushing over the Steam Deck, mm-hmm. um, I still have been poking around on the Red Magic 7 Pro. Yes. Because it's so, kind of remarkable how how good the Steam Deck is. The mm-hmm. Red Magic 7 Pro can genuinely do things that the Steam Deck can't touch. And and so we're in an amazing power price performance race where a phone that costs about 100 uh, about $150 more than my Steam Deck. Mhm can output 120 frames per second in games that kind of do make my Steam decks throttle down a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we're just... I'm so flush right now <laughs> with a good game. No, I mean, you can play you can play Undead Horde at 120 horsepower. frames per second pretty consistently on a Red Magic where you're right. Yeah. Oh, but, Steam- but you know, in, in, in a game where that might matter more is something like Dead Cells. Yeah. When you hit the fluidity of at least 90 hertz on Dead Cells, that is such a precise roguelite platformer. Mm-hmm. It kind of matters. Taking it down to 60, it's not unplayable, but it's not as nice you, <laughs> as you, when you can drive. There's a, there's a big, yeah. When, 90 hertz on play, a phone. <laughs> when you've tasted the speed and the fluidity of the performance there and how well it opti- it's optimized for that. And then yeah. you go back, like seriously, playing for me, it's more like about you know we're playing Undead Horde at one twenty, going back and playing it at sixty is like, oh my god, uh, it's nice, but uh, I want one twenty. And it's the same with like Call of Duty games that you enjoy, uh, and you you can see the benefit of an Xperia or a Sony that can drive the device up to ninety frames per second, smooth, you know, just everything really nice. 
Um, I, I I get it, but it, you're you're right. the The Steam Deck is not really built for that yet. That's the, that's that's probably the future where this is going. But where it is now, I think that's the exciting part. It's what it can and, do now, and it does well. And I I mean, again, the more we hear from Valve, like what their strategy on this is, the fact that they seem to be kind of taking a bath on the entry level mm-hmm. Steam Decks, like. I'd, I'd be very surprised if there was any profit built into those. I'm I'm pretty confident they might even be taking a loss on that, on some of these Steam decks. Yeah, um, maybe even up to the 256. I feel like what we're gonna see is Valve stick to this um, this build for a mm-hmm. while. Um, like, it works. They put out a VR headset, and they haven't fundamentally changed Index in the years that the that the index has been out. Yeah. Um, so what I'm hoping is that we'll see a competitor that can also do things like if you use an Intel chipset, that means you can support Thunderbolt, which means you could do eGPU for a dock. It's mm-hmm. something that's a, a tremendous challenge on a Nintendo. You can't offer two different a compute power profile between portable and docked gameplay. Developers are going to have a hard time I mean, if we get a Nintendo Switch 2 that is significantly more powerful, it's going to leave Switch 1 owners out in the cold for newer mm-hmm. games. It's a very delicate balancing act that Nintendo has to has to perform here. Yeah. But we don't have that concern in PC gaming. If we could get something that's roughly the, 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 the performance of the Steam Deck when mobile, but it has Thunderbolt so you can dock it with an eGPU at home... And then kick on that 4K TV at a much higher resolution and higher refresh. I yeah. think that is absolutely attainable in the PC space where consoles cannot do that because it alienates too many of your potential customers. And so absolutely. that to me is, is like an exciting next. Or maybe you know, like a Steam Deck 2 in a couple of years mm-hmm. when Valve decides that they want to do a refresh. Maybe that's something that they can try to tackle. Um, that That... It was just you, you pick it up and you use it and you play with these different gaming phones and you play with the Steam Deck and you can just see this like whole world of potential is just opening up now and where it might go is is it's some really interesting stuff. Like I've been more excited about this than I think I've been about any major gadgety things in a while. Just because it does fundamentally change a conversation that we kind of took for granted. Do you get a gaming laptop? You spend two grand on a razor, and you're like, now you can play your games on the go. But I wouldn't, and now I no. will. <laughs> and this was well, a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, and, and don't get me wrong. A portable gaming on laptops is is fun, and to a certain point, I'm sure at some point when that became a function, where we are able to plus start playing games on laptops, not necessarily just use them for productivity. Uh, that I'm sure that was maybe a very similar experience to what we're seeing with the way Valve is right now with the Steam Deck. And I think that's the next evolutionary. Just when you when you see a true push in technology and true, yeah. um, you know, breaking, go walking out of the rules and, and pushing the envelope. And I think that's like you said, it's not it's not just as not just the fact that they've proven that it works. It opened the opportunity for so many others to jump in. Also, for so many others to be able to help customize and build the system, like you said, maybe better displays, better hardware, uh, better casing, maybe better buttons, like you said, with different switches on them. And I think that's the beauty of it, the modularity and the functionality. This is why it's so nice. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe the, the base two models are at a loss to a certain point, but it is approving to, to all those Steam library owners that, hey, 
you want to take your library on the go, there you go. Go for it. Um, and, you have to wait six to eight dance, months, but you can, you can yeah, definitely. No, it's, uh, it's not going to happen right away, but it will eventually happen. Uh, and, and I think that's Every, what you were saying there is kind of the last idea I think I'd want to lead off with, leave yeah. off with is yeah. I really think Valve did this right for old mm. PC nerds like me. Yes. I do not like computers that are completely glued shut and you can't do anything with them and when you need to upgrade it means buying a complete top to bottom new system it is i am planning on doing a a workstation rebuild when this new generation of amds are out i mm -hmm. really liked the keynote that amd had at computex I'm, i'm excited Sometime next year, I'm probably going to be looking at ripping open my my uh, workstation case and going with a new build. I'm probably not going to swap my GPU. I'm probably going to keep a number of those internal components similar, just so I can kind of minimize some of the upgrade costs. I think it's critically exciting to look at a handheld gaming device like the Steam Deck and realize that modular potential the upgradability over time, the repairability, the accessibility of parts, the way that other people can get involved. And I think that's going to be one of the fundamental um, purchasing motivators. Yeah, Someone's going to come out with a more powerful handheld. I won't buy it if it can't also be tinkered with like a Steam Deck can. I will be happy to sacrifice some of that compute power if it means I can get in there and fix things or replace things or customize things. Yep. And the way that Valve has started this, you know, started the, the big visibility on this, mm-hmm. will hopefully contribute to that conversation in a way where other players also kind of have to play a game like that too. They can't just walk into the space, glue a box shut, make it totally disposable, and then expect... You know, the same kind of mind share or success. Yeah. As long as Valve can kick back and say like, yeah, but on ours, you can do anything you want. Go ahead. We even made a video taking it apart. You want to see how to take it apart? We showed you how to take it apart. We, we don't recommend that you take it apart, but you can no, watch it. We're going to take it apart. <laughs> Here you go. I remember. Like, I remember watching that like, video. Yeah. I don't think Dell would have been motivated to make something like that. Yeah, no, Dell I don't think it fits. A, a, it doesn't fit their today. business model. Yeah, the Dell Dell's been into the, you know, single use. Yeah. It's very minimal amount of upgradability. Pre buy, pre configured. Alienware has had some really great modular gaming laptops. Mm-hmm. But if you went to a Dell executive and said, "Hey, your gaming brand of PC hardware, we want to make a portable," I think immediately they would have said, "Well, let's make it like Apple." And I think they would have, they was like, well, let's make it like a Nintendo Switch. There's no idea on being able to tinker or upgrade or do anything else. You buy the, the storage model that you need, and that's what you're going to be stuck with. And now, I don't think companies can get away with that idea simply because Valve blew this market up first, and they did it with a product that is... Remarkably and they're also, they could, they're going to be competing with it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's that, That's still, it, yeah. I like it. I like it. Good. Um, so with that being said, I realize we're kind of hitting that sweet spot of, of our normal timing. Yeah. Um, 
what should we what should we be expecting you know for the rest of this week are you going to put out any videos this uh for this weekend or um so it's it's live on the patreon now it'll be going public tomorrow mm-hmm. i just kind of got into one of those funks where i was reading through other reviews and i was watching other people's videos and even some some of our friends i feel have kind of fallen into this trap too um so i, I shot a quick editorial on the oneplus 10 pro mm-hmm. just asking like why is it that we expect the OnePlus to be special or magical or do crazy new things? And then we we don't really ever test those things that the OnePlus can do that other phones can't. Um, I, it's just like I was watching someone else's live stream and they were like, yeah, it's a great phone. It's got this great screen. The cameras are pretty good, I guess. You know, OnePlus, they always have mediocre cameras. And you're oh like, God. wow, you're really bad at photography if that's how you feel. Um, but gets to the end and his like big assessment is, but you know, it just doesn't do anything special. You know, I think OnePlus has really lost their magic. This phone just doesn't do anything magical. And you're like, what did you want it to do? And what are you comparing it against? Yeah. So I, I just, and, and this is someone like I'm pals with this person and I kind of <laughs> wanted to reach through my computer monitor and just kind of lightly kind of <laughs> slap them a bit. Just like, what, wake up. what are you doing? Wake up, wake up. Wake up. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with. Because again, I, I feel like, you know, for phones in general, not OnePlus specifically, I think like if you're sitting here and you're saying, oh, phones are so boring now. Am I right? High five. Um, that's a you problem. There are so many incredible advancements. Cameras have never been more exciting. Gaming has never been more exciting. Raw horsepower, compute power capabilities. Like, it can get us into trouble when these things run hot. But, damn, you can't tell me that we don't have insane amounts of untapped compute power at our disposal 24-7-360. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So so tomorrow, that that OnePlus editorial is going live. Mm -hmm. Oh, excuse me. Um... I, I shot a trio of speaker um, and audio deep dive videos that are going to be mm-hmm. going to the Patreon. Um, so talking about the Xperia 1 Mark IV, nice. uh, the Poco F4, the Red Magic 7 Pro, and the Steam Deck are all getting their own audio deep dive uh, reviews. So that'll be going up over the next week on the Patreon. And mm-hmm. then I have a showdown video shot between the Poco F4 GT and the Red Magic 7 Pro, just gaming phone Good to one. gaming phone. Yep. And I've got a camera conversation comparison mm-hmm. um, between the Xperia 1 Mark IV and the Vivo X80 Pro. I'm, I'm not really trying to stage that as a definitive, like, comparison winner kind of video because I've done paid consulting and hosting for Sony in the past mm-hmm. and I'm currently working on sponsored videos with Vivo. So whatever my opinions might be, I kind of feel like maybe let's not try and call these like reviews and comparisons, but we can still engage. Oh, um, absolutely. And I think and and I think the uh the the photography and camera performance differences between the Xperia and the Vivo. It's probably my favorite showdown camera to camera just because they're so different. And and that to me is really exciting. Like they, I would both call, I would call both of these some of the best pro cameras on phones today. Mm -hmm. I, they, they, they are 
diametrically opposed to each other and what they do well and the compromises that they have. And, and that to me is always going to be a way more interesting video than like, well, Samsung's trying to copy Apple again, you know, like average consumers make an all rounder that just does the basics. Like, no, that's boring. That's dull. Talk about a Sony boy. Howdy. Is that a very specific kind of camera? Talk about the Vivo. Whoa, man. That's a very specific kind of camera. It, it is both. They both, are yeah. not like each other at all. They're not. So similar, that should yeah. hopefully be out um, sometime next week. Uh, probably okay. after I finish up video two for this collaboration with uh, with Vivo. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully uh, the approvals can go through on that. Uh, for me, it's primarily going to be focused on the XM5s, the Sony, uh, the brand new over ears. Yeah. Um, I want to finish up the uh, the video the review on the Honor uh, Magic Four, the Magic Four Pro, and then yeah. um, hopefully I have. Uh, I mean, talk about another I... brilliant camera. Oh yeah, no, no, exactly. Camera yeah, and, I mean, and, it, yeah, and it's a sure. big, massive comeback for me when it comes down to Honor and um, just the fact of where we were, what happened, and then where we are now, um, and all the all the things that excite me around that device. So. Um, and then there may be a there may be a surprise phone coming out next week, uh, but we'll uh, something I can't talk about yet. But yeah, I, I will be busy. Yeah, I mean this week I've already pushed out five videos, which I wasn't really thinking I was going to do. But uh, between the Sony uh, and and of course our buddy right here Naruto with the GT3, um, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy week, and this obviously is a holiday weekend, so I'm going to try to finish all my stuff tomorrow, uh, yeah, and then maybe have have the I think maybe probably the XM5 have that go out first. Uh, probably over the weekend, maybe Monday morning. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm really be curious busy. To hear your thoughts on that. I love my XM4s. So oh yeah, uh, and and it's a different. They've they've. This is a departure, a slight small departure from the yeah. XM4s with design, uh, you know, carrying case, but also weight. They're super light. Like really, I almost feel like they're not even on, which is crazy. And the microphones, they are so good. Like seriously. So yeah, uh, a lot of exciting things around Sony, and of course. Um, you know, Saturday morning, we'll have the Android Bay, of course, coming back with that episode and, uh, we'll round it up again. Uh, if you end up having your SGGQA on Monday, that will be, is that going to be the pajama <laughs> party, party uh, the pajama yeah, show? No, or? So, so I am planning on it provided okay. I don't have yet another, I, so three days this last week yeah. I've had ridiculously bad insomniatic fits. You're catching me on probably the best night's sleep I've had in a week. That's and good. I'm right. I'm functional. Like I I was present for this podcast. I was really worried about that. So as long as I can kind of keep this streak of getting a decent night's sleep going, I um, I'm expecting Monday should be good, and good. Uh, then we'll be back on track for the pajama podcast. I might turn it into a game stream. I, I mean, I might just like let's 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 chat while I show you how terrible I am at you know, five and six year old arcade games. Um, I'm, I'm thinking like I might just go silly or, or, you know what I might do is if I, if I fire up Tetris effect, leave the room code public and anyone Mm -hmm. who wants to jump in, uh, jump in in and play some Tetris effect and we can, we can make it like a a fun co-op. Yeah, no, no, I, and I think that'll be nice, nice and fun. And of course, I think by then that will be the last um, stream for this month. And of course, we'll see, we'll see you guys again back for another episode of the best of our week next Thursday, which will be in June. Surprisingly, yes, we're in June already. Don't say that. And, uh, that just like that just hurt my soul that it's already June. <laughs> yeah, no. ever so close. Ever getting so close, so much closer to Father's Day, uh, and you know, not that long from there. 
Um, but you know, with that being said, I do want to say thanks for everybody, uh, you know, kicking it with us, uh, hanging out with us here on this Thursday evening, the 26th of May. Um, may you have a great Star Wars slash, you know, uh, <laughs> Stranger Things slash uh, what's it called? Yeah. Uh, all the different things going on. There's so many things going up this weekend. <laughs> have fun. Take care. Be safe. I'll see you on Saturday. And of course, we'll see you guys again. Thanks, everybody. Take care.